Welcome to Slices of Life, the podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Kimberly Coyle. The dictionary defines fear as a distressing emotion aroused by an impending pain, danger, evil, or the illusion of such. Whether your fears are of either a real or an imagined threat, they have power, and if we let them, they'll keep us from fulfilling our dream. In today's episode, we'll be sharing our experience with fear and a few tips on how to move out of our comfort zone and expand our boundaries. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in your words question. We'd like to know, what are you afraid of? Hi, this is Diana Jones. And in answer to your question, what am I afraid of? I am afraid of making choices out of my own wisdom or experience and potentially being derailed as to what the Lord would have me do. So, of course, I know that the Lord could get me back on track even if I make choices that other than the plant that he has for me, but I'd rather not waste that time. So I am uh, afraid of um, wasted time because of it. My name is Denise, and I'm really afraid of disappointing people or being a burden to people. I sometimes have felt, um, probably as a result of my childhood, that my opinion wasn't really valid, that um, I'm too quiet, that I wasn't really heard or listened to, and I don't ever want to be a burden to anyone. And I also want to make sure that people aren't disappointed by my words or actions. So um, that's one thing that I'm afraid of, not in a way that keeps me bound, but in a way that I'm aware um, of exercise disturbance in how I'm talking with people and interacting with people and what I can say no to and yes to um, wisely. All right, so can you guys relate to this idea of fear preventing us from doing things? Can you guys think of off the top of your head if there's anything that you maybe regret, that you haven't done, that you didn't fully experience because of fear? Well, Kimberly, you and I were talking about this yesterday um, regarding some of the goals that I have, um, particularly regarding some of the coaching goals that I have and how um, I think there is a fear of probably failure or um, a fear of at least I'm sort of, um, you know, this sort of imposter kind of thing. Um, Maybe I'm not really able to do what I think I'm able to do. And the result of that is to fill up the time that I would be spending on working towards my supposed goal by getting busy with other things. So I think for me, sometimes busyness is the way that I deal with my fear. I distract myself from it by doing something else. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I can totally relate to that. Kimberly, what about you? Yeah, I... I don't think I use busyness to distract myself, but I definitely, um, I, I definitely have, have had situations in my life where I have not done things because of fear. Um, one, one specifically, which in the end turned out okay. But, um, (laughs) when I ended up going into nursing school straight out of, um, high school, I went to college and went to nursing school. I chose nursing partly out of fear. I chose it because choosing the thing I really love and really wanted 
um, out of life was just felt too big and too impossible. And, um, like it was just a pipe dream and I couldn't do it. And I was so scared of rejection, of failure, of all these, you know, just a host of things that we are afraid of. And, um, and that's why I ended up in the wrong field for a while because I was afraid to do the thing that was really sort of very, very deep down brewing in my heart. But I just, I couldn't even like entertain the idea of what which, I really wanted, which is, uh, which is to write and, you know, to write basically, um, to be a writer. Like I just, I just couldn't see how that was possible. Like it just yeah. didn't seem possible mm-hmm. to me or, you know, even to study, I didn't even want to study English, um, as a degree, which I should have done because I thought I would end up having to, um, become a teacher and I didn't want to teach. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid of that. Isn't that funny? Cause now I'm teaching, but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, well. I, I know it's kind of very full circle <laughs> for me and I, yeah. But you know what I love about that story is, is not that you didn't end up learning writing or English or whatever it was in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but that God redeemed it, even though you made despite, that decision. Yeah. yeah despite yeah. Yeah. That, that decision to, to, um, make that choice out of fear. I, I love how that is what you're doing now. And I love that you were touching people with your words and that, um, it just goes to show that while we shouldn't let fear determine our choices, God can redeem those choices and he can yes, eventually definitely. lead you in his will. I, um, it's just that it might, it might, you might get there a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was, I, I was get thinking, there a little faster. If yeah. You do it right the first time. Yes. Or if we listen or if we get past our fears and, you know, I was thinking too, Kimberly, again, after our conversation yesterday, I had a, um, a, a coaching session this morning and it looks like that coaching session, you know, I was, I was coaching, um, could lead to some more coaching. And so it's kind of exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I have these fears and yet I know deep within that this is that, that coaching, helping, coming alongside guiding is, is something that I literally did since I was a young child, um, sometimes to, um, the chagrin of other people, but <laughs> we talked about that on another episode. Um, for example, being called junior mommy by my siblings, whether mm-hmm. they were older or younger than me, but you know, there's a, there's something, there is a truth in me that God has put there. There's a truth in you, um, Kimberly Coyle that God has put there. And so Kimberly Michi, what's yours? What's, what have, what are you, um, afraid of and what has God redeemed? I don't know. You know, I, I think like my fear, which I'm, I'm, working on getting over is the idea of doing something when I'm not fully equipped to do it. Like Mm. there's some things I'm willing to tinker at and be clumsy with for a while. And there's Mm -hmm. other things that I won't even attempt unless I can do them well. And I think it keeps me from trying some, some new things if if other people can see it. Yeah. 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 But boy, is it a good thing to look back and see what was I afraid of Mm -hmm. and what did I, what did I do anyway? Yeah. And what's the result? And again, Kimberly Coyle, I think of you getting your master's. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, I did eventually go back to school to get my master's in writing, mm-hmm. which um, I never would have mm-hmm. dreamed for myself. But, you know, that is that is, as you said, the Lord redeeming that desire and that mm-hmm. gift, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that. it's interesting, Kimberly, as you were talking, I was thinking it it's almost 
like returning to childhood in a way, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you know how we teach our kids that you know they have to take small steps, and every every little step that they take in their development leads to the next big step. And it's so intuitive mm-hmm. when you're kids, but for some reason, I I found like as an adult. Now I was a really fearful kid, so maybe it probably wasn't even totally intuitive for me. But um, but as an adult, it just becomes harder, so much harder to put ourselves out there. And mm-hmm. I guess we, we can assess the risk a little bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in a recent blog post, you talked about this very same thing. You talked about expecting, accepting small challenges to help face new ones. And you were talking about that in, specifically in reference to the RV trip that you took about, that you took over the summer that you had mentioned in our first episode in this season. So mm-hmm. Why don't you expand on that principle a little bit better and tell me specifically how that applied to your life and your situation? Sure. Yeah. I, um, yeah, the post I wrote was about facing, um, facing our fears and how that is to me, uh, the same thing as practicing peace, which those two things don't seem to naturally go together They're you know, um, seem to pull us in the opposite direction. But for me, it really, as I've practiced, um, facing my fears and I'll get into what specifically, um, with my trip, but, um, as I did that, I've really found that it helped me to practice the peace of God at the same time and trust that in those moments when I felt most fearful that he was going to meet me there and Mm -hmm. offer me peace as a replacement for my fear. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was just a, a really good growth opportunity for me to, to kind of trust those things to the Lord and not to come away from it still um, absorbed by the fear. So like mm-hmm. experiencing the fear during the event and still feeling fearful afterwards, but rather coming out with more a sense of peace, like, wow, I conquered something today. This has given me, you know, the courage to, to move on and try something else. So, um, how that came about, uh, it's going to sound really silly to people who don't struggle with this, but, um, when we were on our RV trip, we were out West and we traveled in, um, went to, well, first of all, I'm afraid of my husband's driving and I am truly, truly afraid. This is not a lie. <laughs> Does he know that? Or is he going to listen my to this podcast and find out? <laughs> oh no, he knows it. I tell him every single time I get in the car <laughs> and he hates it. He's like, this is the thing oh, I gosh. Hate about you. Um, but I, I really do have a fear of dying in a car accident. And that's because I lost quite a few important people in my life to car accidents um, multiple times. So that has been like something that's been sort of brewing in me since I was a kid. Um, so when I get in the car with him and he acts crazy and drives like, a, you know, well, we won't say like what, but um, it it really, it does make me fearful. So to be like in a moving house on hills in the out West, <laughs> oh my gosh. doing switchbacks up and down mountains, <laughs> I was afraid. I am not kidding you. I was, I, was I don't blame afraid. you. Afraid. And then we would arrive where we were going. Um, and there would be a hike, some sort of hike involved in these, you know, national parks. And I'm also afraid of heights. So I am a mess. I'm a mess afraid of dying in a car accident afraid of heights, afraid of the whole thing. So it was like like a fun trip. (laughs) It was all my fears. I know just wrapped into one big thing. And I'm afraid of snakes as well, which happened to populate the 
desert yeah, yeah. in that place you are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, that, you know, those are kind of silly. But the um, the actual, the height thing is a bit, it's a really big deal for me. And it has kept me from doing a lot of things mm. in the past. Um, but it was just like this trip. I couldn't be the one person in our entire group. Who yeah, would, peer you, pressure. You know, yeah. first of all, peer pressure. For a good, yeah. for a good reason. I know. And I didn't want to miss out. I've mm. missed out on so much in my life because of fear. So mm. I was just like, I, I refuse to miss out on this. I'm going to do it anyway. Plus my daughter is also fearful of heights and I had to prove to her that it could be done. Mm. So that was a really good incentive, like bring along someone else who's afraid and, or, you know, and, and try and be brave for them. So that, um, we did a lot of hiking and we walked, went down, you know, half of the Grand Canyon, which is terrifying because there's no guardrails or anything. I mean, it is just, it is just one group of selfie loving people on the edge. After <laughs> I just want to, I, I have been Stop. there. It is a tiny path. It's so tiny. tiny. When people it's wanted to not pass, very wide. plastering myself against the wall, I didn't care how young they were. Yeah. No, yeah. I will be the one against the wall five-year-old you go around towards the edge yeah (laughs) (laughs) two-year-old climb your way down I know climb around me child um yeah so those little those small fears now I I do have you know larger fears than that but um but those are some things like I just didn't want to miss out I don't want to miss out on living life Mm -hmm. and feeling alive and I really did feel alive in those moments when we were hurtling towards our possible death down there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so, you know, so how does have to, go ahead. Uh, can I just interject for a second? Mm-hmm. Um, it's bringing back so many memories because we did a 40 day back and forth across the country and back, um, several summers ago. And we, the thing that my kids wanted to do was ride horses on those paths. And oh, we no. did, we did three no horseback rides, nope. um, including the one, um, in South Dakota, What's the red, the red, I can't even think of what it's called, the Red Rocks. The um, Anyway, it's cr- terrible that I can't think of it, but terrifying paths that we would be on where they would literally say, now these horses are really used to going on these paths, so they might fall asleep while they're walking. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, if they do, just no. give them a good kick because, you know, they might slip off the side of the mountain. <laughs> and, I mean, I was terrified. <laughs> terrified that I was going to die, that my husband was going to die, or that one of my three children was going to die at the time. Yeah. And you know, my husband was like five, and she was on the fastest horse every time that would like be running. So <laughs> it, it, that, that's a, I don't know that that's a small fear. I think that yeah. might be a big fear. Yeah. I wasn't like rock climbing on a wall in a gym. It was mm-hmm. the Grand yeah. Canyon. Yeah. 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 Like you really, people fall off and die. That is yeah. not a joke. They actually do. So yeah, it was kind well, of know, real. Maybe we're all crazy to be doing it, you know? Maybe. I don't know. But, so yeah. anyway. So so this is a perfect example of you forcing yourself to come out of your comfort zone and expand your boundaries. And so I'm wondering, was like, was there a thrill that made it worth it? Like, did you come out on the other side just loving this? Or were you like, I've done, been there, done that, never happening again? <laughs> uh, probably a little bit of both. There were, I don't know that I'd rush to do any of those things again. Um, 
the hiking was hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was just hard because I was, I was scared and the the whole RV driving thing. I will not rush to do that at all. Um, (laughs) but, uh, coming off of it, I felt so, um, just so proud of myself, which, you know, again, is sort of like a childlike feeling, but how often do we feel that way about ourselves? You know, Mm -hmm. like I was so proud and I, I thought, gosh, look, look, I did that. And, you know, it was really hard and, you know, and I felt encouraged that I can, I can do this. I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. Even in fear, I can still take a step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which, which made me have courage for other things that I am facing, you know, in my life, di- mm-hmm. different things I'm stepping out and doing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, it was super encouraging, but still, I mean, the fear wasn't like completely gone. Um, but I did, I did feel the Lord met me there yeah. and God met me there and, and gave me peace for the moment that I needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, awesome. I, I think that a lot of people, they may not have those kinds of fears or the opportunity to face those kinds of fears. So True. I'm sure it's not often that we're all going to the Grand Canyon so that we can face the fear right. we have in our life. Um, right. In fact, right. you could probably live your entire life and never have to be at that altitude um, above such a drop. Right. But, um, you know, I do think that things like procrastination and dread, they show up on our life on a daily basis and all they really are is forms of fear. And so mm. whether it's, you know, a big thing like me taking on a new project or, um, which is, which is big, you know, it depends on the size of the project. I've definitely procrastinated and had fear over mm-hmm. small things. Um, but you know, underneath this procrastination is an excuse of why we won't, don't want to do it. But underneath, it's really fear. It's fear that um, we're going to fail or that we're going to come face to face with frustration or that it's going to spotlight our weaknesses or that it's going to push us in ways we don't want to be pushed. And so, you know, whether it's going to the Grand Canyon or riding a horse and having them fall asleep (laughs) underneath you, um, you know, there's there's everyday fears that I think can keep us from fulfilling what we were created to do, to doing what we're created to do and fulfilling the destiny that God has in our lives. And so, mm-hmm. um, personally, I have definitely let it control me, but I just, I don't want to let it control me anymore. I don't want it to right. keep me from doing these things. And certainly as we've talked about in our cases, I don't want it to prolong like mm-hmm. what I could be doing. I mean, I think right. like, looking yeah. back with regret yeah. and knowing that fear kept you from doing something that you eventually did anyways. I mean, I, that's a yeah. hard pill to swallow. It is. Yeah. It really is. I, I, I do want to just mention that also the fear of, of success. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, in your list, you didn't mention that. And I do think that that's another operative. It's like, um, you know, what if this works out really well and like takes a lot of time for me yeah. that I don't necessarily have or requires something of me that, that I, that I don't want to give or whatever. Um, and that does happen sometimes, you know, I, I, I think of even people that we've met through the internet and stuff who've said, you know, I had to put the brakes on mm-hmm. and pull back because, um, I mean, like Crystal Payne has mentioned that actually, um, cause, cause the work that she does, the money saving mom, um, has taken off in ways that she didn't anticipate. So it's just another thing to keep in mind. We sometimes are afraid of actually succeeding beyond what we can manage. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, I think one of the most powerful things we can do when addressing our fears is naming them. 
Yeah. And you can Mm -hmm. do that a number of ways. You can find someone to share that with. Mm -hmm. You can journal about it. And I think it's even helpful to take a step forward, um, take a step past that and figure out like, where did that fear come from? Because I think Mm -hmm. that especially Mm -hmm. if we ask God and reflect, I think he'll show us where, where it really has its root. The root. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I think it gives us not only does naming it give us power, but identifying where it came from really gives us the upper hand to tackling it and saying, okay, so what if the worst did happen? Where would that leave you? And, and, and really spending some time looking at it instead of hiding from it. Yeah. Well, I think about Kimberly, what you were talking about, which was (laughs) that part of your fear of cars is that you've lost people that you cared about. I mean, that's, that's tough because, okay. So what, how do you think about your trip? Well, what if we did have a crash in that RV? You know what I mean? Like that is a hard place to go to. Did you ever, did you do that or did you just kind of push past it? Um, no, I, it, it weighs heavy on me for sure. Um, particularly when it comes to long trips. Um, I had, uh, what my favorite teacher from middle school, he and his entire family were killed in a car accident on their way to vacation one year. And it was just a very traumatic experience. I, I was quite close to him and I mean, his entire family was gone in an instant. Like it just was horrifying. And I was at a very impressionable age when that happened. And then I, I subsequently after that had, um, family members who died in an accident and another friend from high school. And, um, so honestly, I feel like I've come by that fear kind of honestly. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's Mm -hmm. real. It's, this happens to people. Mm -hmm. It's, it's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, I'm pulling it out of thin air. I, I have wept over people in my life who have died in a car accident. So, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really, I do that fear crops up a lot. Um, for me on long trips. Um, and I just, I just have to keep pushing through it. And like, really, I keep asking myself, like, what is my option? My option is to stay home and not live life. Yeah. That's not, that's not a valid reason to stay home. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just, you know, I pray a lot about it and pray for God's safety and, um, pray that he will just be with us and, you know, trust that whatever happens is, you know, it's in his hands. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what more can the big, you do? The bigger, right? the bigger picture. Yeah. Bigger mm-hmm. picture, yeah. bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, some of those things can be really like when you get down to the root of it, like there's some real heavy stuff at the mm-hmm. root of some of our fears. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So absolutely. yeah, I think, I think being cognizant of that and maybe if, if need be working through it in, counseling or through prayer or, you know, having a partner who can pray with you through that, um, is probably very helpful. Mm -hmm. Imagining or picturing yourself doing that thing that you're scared of, Mm -hmm. what would it Mm -hmm. look like? Mm -hmm. And what if you, what if you imagine doing it well? What if you instead stopped playing the tape in your head Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. showed you failing and started playing the tape in your head that showed you succeeding and coming out on the other end? Well, I think what happens with that and what would happen with that if I would apply that right now, and, and I'm going to, <laughs> Number, so maybe you start by saying, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I am going to beat <laughs> back my fear and I'm going to push past it because the result will be that I will be able to do um, what I really want to do. And what I really do believe 
is part of what I've been made for. And that is to, um, encourage, equip and empower people to live the life they want to live. And so, um, what does that look like? Um, it looks like saying, no, you're not an imposter and no, you're not a fool and no, it isn't too much. And I think one of the things that I often struggle with is the, who are you question? Like, who are you? What makes you worthy to speak into other people's lives? Um, and yet I'm, I'm the first one to say that I love people speaking into my life. Um, I think that's what, you know, that's what makes the world go around. We speak into one another's lives. We help one another. We encourage one another. We equip one another through, um, just kind of talking them through things. So it's applying the same thing to myself and, and speaking, words of truth and words of life and words of, um, I'm going to do this thing anyway. And what is the next step that I can take? Um, I guess, uh, you, you've, um, I don't know if you mentioned it yet, but Emily Freeman's, uh, podcast called the next right thing. It's, it's that it's take the next right step. And, you know, I think about that silly, um, expression, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's the same thing with fear. How do you conquer your fear? Just take one little step at a time. Do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do the next right thing. And that starts to build a momentum. Just like covering ourselves and, and speaking fear to us builds a, the opposite momentum and just keeps us sitting in our seats afraid. Um, when we step out and say, you know, I'm going to do this one thing. I'm going to I'm going to um, get my business card done and I'm going to get a flyer together and I'm going to post it somewhere. and I'm going to start speaking about myself as a life coach and not be afraid to say that because that's to own what I've decided mm-hmm. um, and what I feel called to, to do. Mm-hmm. Really owning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, just to touch on it from a biblical perspective, it says in the Bible that fear does not come from God. He did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, right. love, and a sound mind. And that's not the only scripture that addresses fear in the Bible. Um, but com- combating those thoughts of fear, of worry, um, playing the negativity over and over again, that could really only be stopped in its tracks with the word of God. And mm-hmm. we are yeah. we are fortunate and so blessed that we have the word of God to actually combat the fear that we're not just trying to use positive self-talk and hoping that we can like stand up to this. And, um, one of the things that we're providing this week on the podcast is, um, a sheet that you can download that will give you a handful of scriptures that you can read, memorize, meditate on that will help you replace, um, the thoughts of fear and the ideas, whether it's that you're not enough or you're not capable of doing it or that you're, Mm -hmm. you're not, Mm -hmm. um, being looked after by a loving father. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one, Kimberly. And that's a more insidious one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to just mention, um, you know, I, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before in the podcast, but in a nutshell, basically I was scheduled to fly to California um, after 9-11 and I was terrified. I had, t- you know, tem- temporal mandibular jawbone syndrome, the thing that you get from biting down on your teeth. I went to my dentist. I'm like, I've got pain in my ears. He's like, yeah, you're chewing on your teeth um, because you're obviously anxious about something. So I was, I, but I had to do it in order to fulfill my commitment to Moms in Prayer as a leader back many years ago, obviously. And, you know, I had, I had two experiences. One was a friend of mine who's like, 
you know, I'm not even a strong believer. And you're like, you're the person I look to for faith. Don't you believe that God has the big picture in his hands? And that really helped me. Mm. But then the next thing that helped me was I, um, I was packing up my stuff and I had a journal cause I thought, okay, well, I, sh- I can start to look at this a little differently. I'll have hours. Now, this is when I was in the middle of raising a lot of little children. I will have hours to like sit and journal and write and talk to God through, you know, journaling. And this is awesome. So I packed up my stuff and I had my little bag under the, um, I, I didn't even know what I had. I had a stack of journals and I chose one and I picked up the journal and on the cover, it was perfect love casts out fear, which is the word of God. And it was just as if God had reached down from heaven and said, it's going to be okay because my love is perfect for you. Mm-hmm. And therefore you have nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just a little living example of how God's word, uh, counteracts our fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things that, um, one of the common mistakes that we can make when thinking about our fears and, um, kind of trying to face them is just saying that that's just the way I am, or this is how I'm wired. And I have relied on this excuse so many times in my life, particularly with, um, like when I was younger with athletics, uh, I would say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm indoorsy. <laughs> I'm not really an athlete. I'm the indoorsy type. Um, we hear a, lot, hear a lot about outdoorsy people. But yeah, that's so what I said. I never heard that expression people. before. I loved it. You've coined it. <laughs> I think I stole that from somebody. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think it can, but I was really afraid of, well, to be quite frank, I am not an athlete, but I was very much afraid of making a fool of myself in front of kids in gym class or, you know, just looking stupid, missing the ball, not understanding what's going on. Like, um, so I did develop this sort of excuse that this, it's just not who I am. I'm just not an athlete, which I'm really not, I'm not great at it, but it would have been healthier for me to just say, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of looking dumb in front of people. And that's why I'm not going to, you know, that's why I'm pretending I have my period every <laughs> two weeks during gym class. And I'm in the nurse's office. <laughs> this poor girl. She never, she's always got she's her period. Still, <laughs> with her. Um, Terrible. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, there's, there are plenty of, ways to apply that as an adult as well. Yeah. That just happened to pop in my head, but it yeah. really is a very, very easy excuse, isn't it? Like, Oh, totally. it's just the way I am, yeah. you know? So yeah. for me, like being yes. an introvert, it's very easy for me to rely on that as an excuse of mm-hmm. why I don't want to step out into, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a role of leadership. I love sort of nailing that, that excuse, our excuses. Um, it's, it's so, it's just amazing how much we can trick ourselves into these little lies. Like I'm, I'm not an athlete. And, and then you get to the fear part of it and you really, then you can really decide whether or not you're an athlete. Yeah. It actually gives yeah. you freedom to decide. It Otherwise does. you are sealing your deal, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you're missing it's out. So true. You, you, you can't possibly know if there's anything you enjoy. If you're so scared of trying. Yeah. I didn't figure out that I was a runner until I was in my thirties because mm-hmm. I just kept telling myself, well, I'm not a runner. I just, I can't no, do that. No, no, no. And then I just, one day I decided I was going to do it, even though, you know, that didn't seem to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And I ran three marathons after that. So that's amazing. That's awesome. They're stepping out is, um, acknowledging what's holding us back and then trying to push past is a good thing. So empowering. Mm -hmm. All right, Elise, why don't you wrap us up with this week's coaching challenge? Okay. I'm thinking that, um, I'm asking people to write their top five fears down and then to rank them. Um, one to five, what is the greatest fear to the less lesser fear? And I would like you to choose the one big fear. Um, just to spend some time identifying it and then thinking, okay, um, this is my big fear. What is it holding me back from? What would my life look like if I got over this fear? And then the challenge to take one small step, as we talked about today, um, past that fear. Tied into this episode, we have a freebie for you. And we think it's going to be a really powerful way for you to um, win the war against fear. And it's called Scriptures to Combat Fear. So make sure you take the opportunity to download this freebie and start fighting that fear with the truth, the Word of God. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find everything we talked about today on the show notes at our site, slicesoflifepodcast.com and in our weekly newsletter. When you subscribe, you'll receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. At the end of October, we'll be wrapping up season three of the show. Throughout November and December, we'd love for you to catch up on episodes you've missed and take a moment to share our show with a friend. Our team is looking forward to coming back in January to share with you what we've been working on and how you can be a part of it. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you'll never miss an episode. While you're there, rate and review the show. Your comments go a long way in helping others find us. Thank you.